1: loyalty is my favorite characteristic of god but finding it in him and
2: it's hard it's like trying to find god you're the only
0: one in your camp with cheese you pay for
1: everything they eat man that insecurity is deep nice no names these are just theories if you hear me baby it's home you must admit it's kind of eerie baby like them Kim trails in the sky
2: well well grand rising and good morning everybody out there welcome to the day with trey want to thank you guys for watching the show right here on converge media i also want to welcome you on this. uh, It looks like amazing weather Thursday. You know, uh, I, I, I know we've had some ups and downs here this week when it comes to the weather, but the sun is back out and shining. And of course, that's always a great time in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, Of course, if you cannot uh, watch the show, you can also listen to this show anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Just search Converge Media Network. We're on all of the platforms, Google, Spotify, iTunes, uh, Apple Music, anywhere that you've listened to your favorite podcast. You guys can find us there. And you guys know this is the top of the show. So it's always a great time for you to tag and share the stream. Go ahead, tag and share the stream with folks you feel could benefit from a daily dose of dopeness right here on The Day with Trey. And we do have a dose of dopeness for you. Um, you know, this is Thursday. Normally we would have our clapback queen in the building, Julia Jesse, but she is out in community in D.C. So shout out to you, Jewel, sending you love. We want you to enjoy the event that you are at, a community event. Of course, is always great when we can tap into the ground and what's happening. So, uh, I'm sure we'll be hearing from Jules next Thursday, but of course it's always a great reminder for y'all to tune in tonight. Clapback culture 7 PM right here on converge media. You know, they're going to be having some amazing topics and oftentimes it's things I don't have the time to cover. So please make sure you guys tap in with Julia Jesse tonight on clapback culture. Um, you know, this is something that actually just hit uh, the airwaves. And this is a bit of history that many of us are familiar with. And some of you may not be so familiar with some of the details here in the Emmett Till case, but it looks like there are some new developments here that are causing the Emmett Till's family to now seek out new charges on this case. Check this out.
0: And breaking right now, a discovery in the nearly 70-year-old murder case of Chicago teenager Emma Till. A team searching for evidence in Till's murder found an unserved arrest warrant in the basement of a Mississippi courthouse. That warrant charged a white woman in Till's 1955 kidnapping. The woman in question was... Uh, Carolyn Bryant Donham, who was married to one of the men acquitted in Till's murder. The team that made the discovery included two members of Till's family and the Till Legacy Foundation. Now the family is demanding that Donham be served and charged in the case.
2: Wow, there it is right there. Now, this is some kind of shocking news, but at the same time, not so shocking. I mean, we have talked about uh, the peeling back the onion when it comes to the layers of racism in this country. And, uh, you know, I've been seeing a lot of different social media posts and different news outlets kind of talking about how, you know, uh, white women have been, you know, a part of this. I think there is this misnomer that we think about the Ku Klux Klan and we think about white men going out and charging out in Black communities, lynching, all of that. But we have to remember that this, these lynching events and these kinds of racist acts were things that all white families were partaking in. You know, the women would bring the children if the men were, you know, a part of the lynching, the, the, you know, even if they weren't. This was families that would come out and see these kinds of events happening. And Emmett Till's case is very specific because this is a representation of what many black men were dealing with at that time. You know, if you looked at a white woman the wrong way, if you, you know, they said he whistled at her. So it was almost as if he was flirting with her. And that in and of itself was cause enough for his death to occur, but not just occur. it, It was in a heinous way, right? We're talking about this young black man who was in his teens, you know, being drugged and you know, stabbed and all of the things that happened to him, just the epitome of the, 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 heinous acts right that were taking place at that time and i i I, i'm i'm glad that we see that this is happening here and that his family is saying look there is evidence that you know the accuser was there pointing him out and that's what they're reading in these court documents that that she was there to make sure that they found exactly him And so, you know, it wasn't just them going on a wild goose chase. Yes, they caught up with two men before that um, who she said, no, it wasn't him. But when they got to Emmett Till, she actually pointed the finger there. So the fact that, you know, now there's something maybe that can happen here. Just even if it's in precedence, I think it's important. And I'm glad that we're able to kind of bring that out today. It's one of those things where, you know, there is this constant press for, you know, equity and inclusion and all of this kind of thing, this, this language, diversity, equity, inclusion. We know DEI is big right now. And there's this constant uh, work that's being done by so many different community members in, in a multitude of communities to connect with uh, this move and to do what they can. And so that's always why you guys hear me telling you to be a part of the solution because it's so important that all of us are really engaged and involved in that way. Well, uh, also my girl base has been hitting the streets and she was able to sit down and interview a very important person. Let's check this out. As someone that has so many successful brands, do you feel like you really create your brand or does the consumer create the brand? It's Is a great, right?
0: but it's both. It, it so from the it's a great question. Um, I like that. It's it's a combination. So to me, it's it's. Um, uh, what What's in the bottle, I use bamboo, my rum, you know, I wanted uh-huh. a taste that's better than our competition. I wanted something that's unique and different. I, oh, nice. And you're <laughs> empty. Uh, you're empty. Um, that's not clear liquid. That's empty liquid.
2: No, it's Empty. We drank that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, But I wanted a better tasting product and I wanted a better story. And and all my brands have the same thing where I can't launch it in the market unless I feel like it's better than what I'm going up against. But once it gets out there, I don't know what I have. And the market and the consumer is the one who tells me Um, he or she tells me where to go or or who's interested in it or who wants to get on board. So Wayne loves this brand. He's interested in it. I didn't approach him. We love the brand and wanted to be a part of this. It wasn't part of the plan or, or Bel Air. We've, we've got these groups out there, Bel Air Boys, Black Bottle Boys, Black Bottle Girls. That started with consumers. We embrace that. We, we own what the consumer did, and we see its success that way. Um, Bamboo in, in Canada, I love this story. Canada is our single biggest market in the world outside the U.S., and no one from our company has ever been there. Wow. How do you think that happened? It's they took hold of it. And so to me, some people, you know, I I, I want to embrace your you got to. It's the key to life. Embrace your fans, embrace your consumer, whoever they are, no matter where they come from, no matter who they are, you know, embrace them. And because I'm embracing that market, I'm saying I want. Okay, you like me. I like you. Let's go do something and let's keep feeding that in the country of Latvia. I had to look at a map to see where it was. We we were the fastest growing brand in the whole country. Um, it's not like they're a rum market, but I embraced it because they love the brand. And if you do that, you can always win.
2: Wow. Embracing the brand. You know, there it is, Brett Barish. We're so, uh, you know, I, I, I'm I, going to tell you right now, I, I agree with that right there. I think that there's so much that can be done in terms of growing a brand. And we may hear from base a little bit more on this tomorrow because, you know, there was so much more gems in that interview there with Brett Barish. And honestly, you know, when we think about brands globally, oftentimes, you know, people will tell you in, in order to build a successful brand, you have to know know what you're bringing out and you have to know, number one, who your customer is. And so it's really important there. I, I love what he said there because it's really a both and approach. Not only is it on the, the onus is on the company to make sure they know what they're doing and what they're selling and they do it good and do it well, but also that they understand who that customer is and that they vibe and mesh with that customer. The fact that there are folks who say, look, I want to get involved and they're open to that, that expands the opportunities of their brand, that expand, expands the reach of their brand now by embracing that kind of connectedness with their consumer. And so I love hearing this message. I agree 100%. I think one of the things that we've really done here at Converge Media is understood who we're creating media for, right? And, and the lane that we really want to be in and the fact that it can take all different sorts of kinds of ways. We are here. We have a multi-ethnic team here at Converge, but we've always been very specific about being like, man, black media matters. It matters for us to be telling the stories of community and those who are in the, in the world doing great things that often don't get that spotlight. So I love hearing this because I, I too agree with that. And this is why, you know, we appreciate the supporters so much. We appreciate all of you out there that are donating to Converge, tagging and sharing the stream, telling your friends about, about Converge, you know, reaching out to us to come on to our shows, all of that. Is the way that we uh, approach this work uh, in building media here for the Pacific Northwest. So thank you so much, Basa and Brett. Great interview. Actually, like I said, maybe hearing from Basa a little bit more on this tomorrow. Sounds like they dove into some really amazing topics. Well, of course, I get to dive into some amazing topics after the break. I'm gonna be talking to my guy Curtis Calhoun, a coach with the most. That's what I'm deeming him. Uh, he's gonna be giving us another tip here on the real lifer approach. To your life Stay tuned After this Short break y'all You're watching The Day with Trey Hey guys Faith Gordon here And before heading To Belize Trey Holiday and I Had to Make sure we link up with our good friends over at market street shoes to of course grab a few things for the trip from bags to socks shoes sunglasses earrings and more before going on any trip make sure you stop at market street shoes trust me you'll find just what you need to make your trip not only enjoyable but fashionable what up y'all it's teed up i'm here at converge media to let you know about my new venture the resole we are introducing seattle's first dry cleaner for sneakers and we want you to be a part of it head over to www.theresole206.com this juneteenth weekend for our official website launch Welcome back, everybody, to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday, And joining me right now, uh, first time on my family set, is Curtis Calhoun, coach with the most. What's up, Curtis?
1: Peace, Trey. How you doing this morning? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Well, Thanks for having me back.
2: Yeah, of course. And, you know, there's already some good momentum around people appreciating your message the first time you were here. So I'm glad that we have this recurring on the books. And honestly, you have some amazing points that you want to make sure our audience hears about. We heard about tip one last time. Mm -hmm. Tell us now what people can expect from tip two.
1: Well, I wanted to go back. We had talked about kind of revisiting tip one or or principle one and principle one is being able to give 110% at everything you do. So we really didn't give the importance or the benefits of why, uh, we should do that. So number one is so we don't have regrets. Regrets weigh us down. You kind of make it heavy. It's like, you know, the old movie uh, Christmas Carol with Scrooge and the chains, you know, so regrets weigh us down. and prevents us from taking advantage of opportunities. It hurts our confidence, our self-image, things like that. So we definitely want to make sure we avoid that if possible so that by giving 110 percent at everything that helps to do that. Uh, number two is that it gives us a, a kind of a reference point to know where we're at. If we're given 110 percent and we're not getting the results that we want, it now gives us a a frame of reference where we are and what we need to do to improve to get to where we do want to be and get the results that we do want. And then there's just that feel good hormone that it releases by, you know, you hear people say, well, I worked out and it's that good sore, right? Or that good hurt. Well, that's the same thing. We want to give our all and it always feels good to do that because we know there's nothing else we could do. We did everything we could. So it gives us that feel good hormone.
2: You know, this is exactly what I think a lot of folks need to understand. These uh, approaches, these principles—they're not just about business or life, but they're they're also some things that you just pointed out. There, it's almost it's like biological, molecular, Absolutely. right? I Absolutely. mean, because because when you think about the things that you need to, you know, reduce cortisol from flowing yes. through your body, yes. these are some of the things that you can do to actually combat that, right?
1: Absolutely, and this is what I call muscle memory, right? Because your brain is a muscle, so if you train your brain to think. Think in certain ways and create those neural pathways when you get in those moments where it's tense stressful or whatever your brain will automatically revert to those thoughts in the way you've programmed it to respond in that way that you wanted to respond at those times
2: yeah that right there is, is really echoing other points that are made by uh, Haru uh, was just talking mm-hmm. about things like this right like yeah. hey we can reprogram ourselves yes. right with the breathing techniques and he mentioned like five high tips of how Qigong so I love that this is all really interconnected, see? Yes. Um, okay, so so great recap on on uh, approach and principle number one.
1: Yeah. One more thing yeah. <laughs> with number one, yeah, with right? Because I want to leave people always every week with something tangible that yeah. they can do that will help them move the needle to where they want to be. So with this, that number one piece, what I want you to do is look for a time in your life where maybe you didn't give 110%. Evaluate that, see what you felt like. What was the result like? You know, who was around? What was the situation? And then take that information then also look at a time when you did give 100 percent. Same thing. What was the result? What How did you feel? Put those together. And every time you go through a situation, evaluate it and you're constantly able to improve and move the needle. That
2: is a really great thing to take away right there. Uh, I think a lot not enough of us actually take time to reflect on moments like this in our lives. But when we do, we learn so much more, yeah. not just about that particular situation but our constant approach and really if you see it over time you'll start to see that pattern of behavior Uh, right that's like oh that's the thing Mm -hmm. that I need to break right there because now I'm seeing how I keep showing up Uh every time I'm (laughs) not giving 110 (laughs) and I and and what I can glean from and lean more towards every time I do thanks for that takeaway Curtis okay so you were saying now today there's a a Principle number two.
1: So principle number two is you're uh, 100 percent accountable for everything that happens in your life, especially what you think, feel, say and do. So there's three bullets that go along with that. And the first one is to investigate everything and never take anything on face value. That's important because you're going to be the one responsible, like almost like what you just said. You're the common denominator in every situation you find yourself in. But you want to be the person responsible for the outcome. So if, if somebody shares with me, hey, it's, it's going to be sunny today and I go around and tell a whole bunch of people that when it turns out to rain, now they're looking at me like I gave the bad information. So I have to do my due diligence and go find out, make sure, OK, hey, yeah, it is going to be Sunday. Check the weather channel, do whatever necessary. The second one is um, we want to be able to uh, be accountable and responsible the choices we make and the outcomes attached to them. Again, you can kind of see the theme here is that we're responsible for the things that happen in our life and nobody else. Because that's a lot of weight for most folks to carry. But the big thing is you never have to depend on somebody else for the things that you want. And uh, everything is in your lap or, or in your control to be able to get the things out of life that you want. And the last one is to uh, be able to analyze or evaluate negative situations that happen in our lives right and the reason why that's important is because like we just talked about we want to be able to go back and look where's that why in the road where if I had done this it would have produced a better outcome or a different result you know I have uh, my wife's brother he's a a world-ranked chess champion and uh, when I was there in Morocco he was teaching me some tips and saying one of the ones that really stuck with me is when you find a good move look for a better one right so and I started to think yeah good is not best So when we find usually when we find something go, I found this is good. I'm, you know, take advantage. But that doesn't mean it's the best. There may be something out there better. But if you don't look, you don't know. So the same thing with our actions, there may be a better move for us that will produce a better result with less effort, more ease and greater benefit. You know, so it's it's always being able to evaluate what we could have done different, not just one thing, but we want to look at it from a whole 360 degree angle. So we can look at maybe 10 or 12 options we would have had and pick the best out of those 10 or 12 or whatever it may be.
2: Yeah, this is really, really interesting, See, because so much of this is about that, that not only is it about the responsibility piece, but it's about the analyzation. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, again, we, we understand, Okay, I'm responsible for my actions. But what does that really mean, particularly when you're breaking? breaking down certain things that may create blockages Mm -hmm. towards your growth or development. Right. And oftentimes we see that. And and we talk about black community. There's so many different things. Right. But are you allowing those things to stop you or halt you mm-hmm. from being your best version of yourself? You know, because like, hey, I get to rest on this crutch, man. Hey, they ain't never exactly. wanted us here in this country. They, exactly. you know what I mean? I get that I get to rest over here and I get to be off that. But what does it do for you? And I think there's not enough of us that understand how to eliminate those kinds of mentalities that are really causing blockages. So I appreciate this tip right here because we really do have to be under understanding all of the uh, elements to what it means for us to be responsible for our actions. Right. And then to analyze those negative behaviors, negative traits Mm. in a way that allow us to eliminate them, to alleviate them from our world. So, so much of this, um, see, makes a lot of sense. And, I, I, you know, it's I think it's different for different communities because again they're dealing with different societal norms that are either you know positives or negatives in their life is that right
1: well that's why it's important for us to always evaluate now like you said we we deal with emotional intelligence so that's self-awareness that first part you're talking about being aware of those things that may be holding us back because that's what this whole program is intended to do is be able to help you eliminate the self-sabotage in in our lives right Because a lot of times we sabotage our success so that uh, Self-awareness is key, but then uh, self-management is the other piece. So what it is, is we always have to be constantly analyzing and evaluating our belief system, uh, our, our ways of being, our behaviors and our routines to make sure they're serving us. And if anything is not serving us, we have to let that go. Because a lot of things that our parents told us or we picked up from our parents or authority figures when we were young. Just because they were authority figures doesn't mean it's the best thing that we should be able to continue to do or, or continue doing in our lives. Maybe it doesn't serve us or produce the results that we want. And we have to uh, go on our own, like I kind of talked about the last time, our own personal journey to see what are those things that really help us to get to where we want to be. Yeah,
2: this uh, it, it, you have to take a personal approach to this. Yeah. I mean, this isn't. Uh, cookie cutter stuff we're talking about here. And even though the principles may be the same for someone, there really is a very specific personalized approach that everybody has to take. And so how do you deal with that when, when clients are coming to you, how do you understand those adjustments that maybe they need to make to personalize it for them?
1: Well, really as a coach, we see everybody as whole. So when somebody comes into me, all the answers that they need or require to have the things in their life they want are already inside. Mm. What we do is just ask the right questions to pull it out of them, right? So we see the person that's whole and everything they need is there. Um, but everybody's different. We customize it to each individual person, and everybody has their own unique life experiences that help uh, them to either create the life that they want. Or that hinders them from creating the life that they want. And it's identifying those things that are hindering us uh, so we can address those and move forward because we get stuck with trauma. Like we kind of talked about with the racial stuff and the things that happen in the country. We talked about M&T earlier. So we get stuck in trauma and that keeps us stuck in a, a mindset or a way of thinking. And we have to be able to identify that and get past that.
2: Yeah, I you know, this is something that I spiritually I deal with all the time in, in my spiritual realm and with my spiritual practice. It's really me understanding that I have the control right that so much of what you're describing is very similar to like how ancient civilizations did it and I talk a lot about this because uh, it is something that is so beneficial in my world that I can't help but to talk Mm -hmm. about it right I'm like oh my gosh if I would have grown up knowing this Mm -hmm. if I would have seen it exemplified (laughs) in my parents you know what I mean it's like there's so much awareness now about how much we actually get to control these things instead of being like, no, this is how I've always done it. So this is the way I'm always going to do it. That's not the case. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of us have to take a a real deep look in the mirror Mm -hmm. to be able to understand how we are contributing to certain things in our lives or how we are taking away Mm -hmm. from certain things in our lives. And that right there, uh, see, is exactly what you're talking about here today because not enough people are doing that kind of work. Now, when you deal with somebody, Who's stuck there? They're just like, look, I don't care. I see racial injustice. I'm going to get upset. It doesn't matter. And You're like, look, think about how you getting upset Mm -hmm. is maybe harming you. How do you really walk them through that when they're really stuck on something that you know isn't serving them as a coach?
1: That's We go back to that. The first principle, anytime when we have that first discovery session with a person, the number one thing that I want to see from an individual that I work with is that you're committed to being your best self. Because if you're not, then anything can come along and knock you off track. And you can use that, like you talked about earlier, as an excuse as why not or why didn't I do something or why it didn't turn out that way. But if we're uh, committed to being our best self, when something comes up, we're willing to accept that, make the necessary changes because I know it's going to get me where I want to be in life or produce the result in life that I want.
2: Yeah, there it is right there. I mean, that commitment is very key. And, you know, I've seen it too, where people, you know, you start off, (laughs) <laughs> One way. Because, yeah, you know, like you got a lot of energy. You're yeah. like, no, look, I know yeah, I need this I in my life. You. I don't care what it takes. But yeah. when you hit that road, that mm, crossroad and you, and you know and I mean, what do you do then? And how do you show up or what are some of the takeaways that folks can do uh, with this principle? Number two to yeah. like embody it in their lives. What are some of the things that they can do to use? This? Really?
1: Like what was that last bullet point. So when we c- uh, evaluate negative outcomes or results, Right. Something happened in our life. We, we didn't want to happen that way is being able to go back and look like we talked about that. Why in the road? Uh, where could I have done something different that would have changed? This? And every time something like that comes up, you need to evaluate and see what you could have do, because now you're adding on the knowledge for the next time. Yeah. You know, whenever something happens with my wife or kids or something like that, yeah, we're not talking now because we can't change what already happened. But we can change what happens in the future if we look at what went wrong here and make sure we don't replicate that or duplicate that in the future.
2: Yeah, I mean, you're, you're right, man. This mm-hmm. takes on all kind of forms, see, because yeah. not only is it like in my professional world, it's family, it's, you know, it's out here in community. Yeah. It really is these real lifer tips. I get it because it, it <laughs> permeates all yes. facets of life. Yes. Oh my goodness. See, I can't thank you enough for bringing us oh, this. Every other week right here, we're going to be like, think it think it through Thursday. That's what I think <laughs> okay, we got to okay, like see. That. Think it through Thursday uh, with Curtis uh, Calhoun. This is amazing because, honestly, To break it down one principle at a time just Mm -hmm. gives us enough of a a chunk of knowledge for us to take it and do something with it. Yeah. So thank you so much again. Yeah, thank you for having
1: me me back. I appreciate it. Love the new set. Thank (laughs) you.
2: Yes. I hope the couch is (laughs) comfortable. I've been taking a nap with these pillows. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Well, thanks so much. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, I told you guys we're going to be giving you guys these tips and principles every other week. Think it through Thursday. We want you to think it through. When Curtis comes on, make sure you guys are taking these tips and using them to the benefit of your lives, your family, neighborhood, community, all of that, your circle of influence, because these are some phenomenal principles that C is going to be dropping with us every other Thursday. Can't thank him enough for being with us. And of course, after this short break, I get to recap this show and also give you guys a little tidbit about what you can expect tomorrow. Stay tuned, you guys. You're watching The Day with Trey. Welcome back, everybody, to the day with Trey. Gotta give my guy, Curtis Calhoun, a big shout-out for being on the show with me today. Also, thanks to Basa for that amazing clip. It was just a snippet of the conversation and interview that she was able to have with Brett Barish, and so we may be able to hear from more, a little bit more from Basa tomorrow, uh, trying to make sure that it flows with folks' schedules, but of course, I want you guys to also know you can catch up with Curtis Calhoun at CurtisCalhoun.com. That is dot com. You can also find him on Instagram at the same handle at Curtis Calhoun. You know, if you are looking to take on a, a life coach, somebody to help you take your life or business or approaches to life to the next level, Curtis Calhoun is definitely more, somebody in community who is highly respected and really knows his business. So we wanna make sure you guys know how to check in with him. Of course, I got to thank all y'all for watching today and I always want you to be inspired to see yourself as a part of the solution. Curtis kind of told us his origin story the last time he was here and how he woke up and had so many of these principles come to him through dreaming, through his own life experience and continuing in on that. He is now seeing himself as a part of the solution by bringing these principles to everyone. So I want you guys to be inspired. You guys know that for me, I'm always inspired by the guests I have on here. But the point of this is for you to also feel that inspiration so you can see yourself as a part of the solution. I want to thank all of y'all for watching. And until tomorrow at 11 a.m.